Welcome, everyone. This is No Need to Argue with Kobe Wittick. All right. Thank you all for coming and listening in today. It is September 20th. It is Thursday. We got football tonight. We got the PGA FedEx Cup Tour Championship that started today. And what a day Tiger Woods had. Tied for first with Ricky Fowler. Uh, this is going to be a fun, fun ride. DeChambeau did not have the best day, um, but it is going to be interesting to see how the rest of the weekend plays out and uh, and how the top five kind of does, how they finish, and who's going to win the tournament, and then ultimately, you know, who's going to win the FedEx Cup. So uh, keep your eyes peered on that. But this is definitely all NFL. We got uh, the Thursday night game starting tonight with the Jets going to Cleveland. Now, Cleveland, uh, you know, started the season with a tie. Then they go down to New Orleans and suffer the heartfelt loss. Um, You know, I don't want to say due to the kicker, but definitely had some chances there that the kicker could have made up for some of their pitfalls that took place in that game. So uh, he's no longer here. So I think Cleveland fans can be a little cheerful and maybe exhale a little bit that maybe they don't have to worry about kicking woes moving forward, but you never know in the NFL and with the kickers that have been playing and how they've been playing this year, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how their new kicker does tonight and moving forward. How long will he last? So it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a fun one. You know, we got Sam Darnold, we got the Cleveland Browns looking a lot better, looking definitely more promising. They're coming in with an 0-1-1 record, looking to get that first win. They can do it at home on a short week. It's always better to play at home on these short week Thursday night games because you don't add in all the extra travel and you know logistics that go into preparing and traveling on these short weeks. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a good one. I'm going to be excited to finally be able to watch a Browns game in primetime and kind of see from my own eyes what this team is all about. Unfortunately, I don't have, you know, the NFL package or red zone or any of that fun stuff. So everything that I've seen has been through fantasy and updates on this team so far. But given the scores and given, you know, how I've talked about the Browns since you know, we were doing draft episodes back in April. Um, you know, I'm excited to see how this team does. And I just can't help but root for this underdog to turn it around this year, you know, win some games, get going, and see how things play out. The crazy part about going into week three right now to me is all the teams that are atop most of these NFL divisions. And I know I talked about, you know, week one, week two, don't overreact to what's taking place, good or bad. And, you know, kind of feel out, see how the team's doing. The preseason is always tough because teams are so worried about injury. You don't get to see a lot of the starters and they don't get a lot of time to, you know, mold together and build that chemistry and find out kind of what works and the timing of everything. And, you know, with the fall camps now being decreased, you know, for injury sake and for player safety and everything else that takes place with that and the long drawn out season, 
you know, it's it's going to take a little time when you have a lot of new pieces. And I know I've mentioned that many times with the Broncos. When you have so many new pieces and new players and different faces, it's going to take a little time to get things rolling the way you kind of want them to or to see what's going to work, what's not going to work for your team in the given season. Obviously, the Broncos are 2-0, and so, you know, it's been a little bit easier ride for them. But they've had some really close games. They've had to come up with big plays at the end of games that they've been able to do. But looking at this, it's very interesting when you see who's atop all these NFL divisions after week two. Now, obviously it's only week two, so these, you know, are drastically going to change in most cases, you know, give or take how the season plays out and pending injuries and everything else. But when you look at the AFC East, the Dolphins, 2-0 and atop the AFC East, and you have the Bills who made the playoffs last year at 0-2. Obviously, Tyrod Taylor played a huge role in that um, you know, departure. And they have Josh Allen and you know, a young team. They're gonna see what happens. Uh, you know, I kind of feel bad for Shady McCoy up there, but you know, I hope that he still has a good season and you know enjoys it a little bit. Maybe he, you know, retires at halftime. Who knows? We'll find out. But um, you know, you got the Patriots, the Jets at one and one kind of sitting there in the middle. Uh, the AFC West is not as surprising. Um, you know, we got the Chiefs and Broncos undefeated, Chargers at 1-1, you know, Raiders at 0-2. This is one that's still, you know, very much up in the air depending on how Patrick Mahomes plays pretty much the rest of the year. I think that, you know, he's either going to drive that team forward or he, you know, might pull them back in a few cases when, you know, maybe that first year of being a full-year starter kind of catches up to him. But the way he's playing right now, you can't. You can't argue with anything. Uh, big surprise, AFC North, Bengals 2-0. and And, you know, you got the Steelers down there at 0-1-1 at the very bottom. Uh, you know, it's this is one, you know, I kind of talked about. Obviously, I didn't think the Bengals would be this good. But I definitely said that, you know, I don't think the Steelers are going to run away with this division, you know, as they have in the past with, you know, the three Bs going on down there so it's going to be interesting to see what plays out with that and if the Bengals can kind of keep their momentum rolling uh you know into week three four and as we move down the line AFC South you know we kind of figured you know the way the Jaguars played last year Blake Bortles is playing really well you know they're sitting atop at two and oh it's kind of undecided on what the Titans and Colts are going to look like this year uh you know with the new coach in Tennessee, you know, what is Marcus Mariota going to look like? Is he going to progress this year, you know, coming off of, you know, kind of a weary year last year? Andrew Luck is back with the Colts. Everyone's excited about that. You know, he's looking good. He's throwing a lot of interceptions. But, you know, I think that he definitely energizes that team, you know, giving them a chance. And the Texans, you know, starting 0-2 is a little surprising to me. You know, they got Deshaun Watson coming back. You know, he was just such a lightning bolt last year coming out the gates when he finally got the start and the things he was able to do before the injury. I really hope that he can get back to how he was last year because it was a lot of fun to watch him play and to see the comebacks and everything that he was able to generate with that offense. But, you know, given everything that's going on in this division, you know, the Jaguars are going to be a really, really tough team to beat. So, you know, the Texans, Titans, Colts, you know, depending on how their year goes, wild card is probably the best bet for them. Um, in the NFC, you know, it's it's very, very kind of weird in the NFC. You don't have, you know, a lot of undefeated teams. 
You only have two right now, uh, given the Packers and Vikings tie. Um, you know, so two out of the seven are in the NFC that are teams that are still undefeated and five out of the seven are coming out of the AFC. So, uh, you know, definitely some storylines there, but you know, what's kind of interesting is the bears with Khalil Mack getting there, what he's been able to do, the way that defense played last year and how they're playing this year with the addition of Khalil Mack. Is Mitch Trubisky going to be able to put it all together, make some plays? He's got Allen Robinson now on the outside. He's got some threats that he can work with. Uh, You know, they picked up, you know, a lot of good talent on this team. And so it's going to be a little interesting to see now with the Khalil Mack trade and how, you know, energized that team is with him playing there how they contend with the Vikings and Packers in this division. Because, you know, obviously when you look at the Vikings, the year they had last year, picking up Kirk Cousins, the way that defense is assembled, the threats they have on offense, you know, you got to think that they're kind of the favorite in the NFC North. But, you know, the Packers still have Aaron Rodgers. And we saw what he could do, you know, against the Bears in week one. We saw some of the, you know, sparks of greatness uh, against the Vikings and some things that he did there. You know, it's going to be, this is going to be a tight, tight race, I think, between these three teams if Mitch Trubisky can, you know, progress and really make some good plays down the field and manage the game this year. And then in the NFC South, I mean, what more can you say about the NFC South? You know, for the past couple of years, it's been Falcons, Saints, and Panthers. You know, those three competing to the very, very end. Who's going to win it? Who's going to make the wild card? And all the storylines that go along with all the all-stars that they have in those three teams. And yet the Buccaneers are 2-0 and sitting atop that division. And, you know, the Buccaneers, the way Fitzpatrick, you know, Fitzmagic has been playing this year, the way the offense has been playing, the way the defense has been playing, it's all going to depend on Fitzpatrick. You know, if he can keep this up, he can keep that offense you know, really rolling and putting up points and doing what they can, you know, that could be a really, really tough division. And there could be, you know, three teams in the NFC coming out of that division when it comes playoff time. So definitely keep your eyes on that division, how everything plays out and what's going to take place down there. But looking to the weekend, I'm I'm excited about this weekend. I think there's some really good storylines. There's some good games coming up. Uh, you know, obviously tonight we got the Browns on national TV May not be the highest rated game, but you have some good storylines with Stam Darnold. You know, how's he going to come back from the loss that they had last week? But, you know, other than that, there are still some really good matchups here. Uh, You know, on Sunday, we got the Chiefs and 49ers. So, you know, you have Jimmy Garoppolo and Patrick Mahomes battling it out in Kansas City this week. You know, obviously... What Garoppolo was able to do last year going 5-0 and when he became the starter in San Francisco and what that team looked like towards the end of the year and you know what Patrick Mahomes has been able to do this year so far and how just dynamic and powerful that offense looks, I think that's going to be a really fun battle to watch take place uh, you know, on Sunday and you know, see how these two quarterbacks play. You know, what team comes out on top? What takes place during the game? You know, are these guys going to be put in high-pressure situations where they need to, you know, come up with a big play, a big drive? How are they going to react to that? Because, you know, these two are, you know, really a part of the future of the NFL when it comes to quarterback play and the and the big names that are out there for young talent up and coming. So this is going to be a, a fun battle uh, taking place. Uh, Titans and Jaguars, obviously it's a divisional game. But, you know, the way the Jaguars look right now, 
you know, playing at home, that's going to be, you know, should be a win for them. Uh, the Bengals and Panthers, I think, is going to be a good matchup as well. You know, the way, way the Bengals are playing right now, you know, they're looking very dynamic. Andy Dalton's playing well. A.J. Green looks, I mean, five years younger, the plays that he's making and the things that he's doing out there on the field. And the Panthers, they're kind of an interesting story right now. You know, they pick up Christian McCaffrey last year in the draft. Cam Newton is coming back from, you know, some injuries and some ailments and different things like that. You know, what is he going to look like this year? What is this offense going to look like? You know, they had the departure of Benjamin last year, you know, offensive threats where are they going to come from who's going to make plays I mean is Christian McCaffrey going to get in the end zone this year goodness he's putting up all the stats in the world you know I have him on my fantasy teams and I'm just loving everything he's doing but gosh if he could just get in the end zone I'd love to see him score a freaking touchdown so hopefully Christian McCaffrey can get in the end zone and uh, you know come away with a victory there but you know it's going to be interesting Uh, Broncos and Ravens Obviously, a big, big storyline with the way the Broncos have come off their two wins. You know, tight games, you know, having to come through in the fourth quarter. Case Keenum, you know, has thrown some interceptions, but he's come through in the clutch when he needed to. But, you know, it's just very reminiscent of last year for me being a Broncos fan when we were 2-0, and coming off a big win against the Cowboys, and the way the defense was looking, the way the offense was looking, we make a big long trip to the East Coast to play Buffalo, and Tyrod Taylor took it to us. And, you know, traveling all the way to the East Coast is always tough. And I just really hope that this team realizes that the Ravens are a very good team. You know, I know that they lost last week to the Bengals, but they are a very, very good team. With the Thursday night game last week, they have some extra days for you know rest and getting themselves prepared and together for this game. They're going to be playing at home, which is always a tough place to play at. So the Broncos really need to make sure that they're coming in totally focused, ready to go, because this is going to be a very, very tough battle just like the first two weeks. So they can't you know take anything for granted. They can't go in. Uh, you know, with a big head or, you know, thinking anything different than business trip, grab your lunch pail, grab your briefcase, let's get the job done, let's get back home, and let's move on from this game. Uh, you know, I think one of the biggest matchups this week is going to be Saints and Falcons. Obviously, the Falcons are coming off a very big divisional win against the Panthers last week, have another divisional Game again this week. You know, Saints are coming off a victory. They're both sitting at one and one. I mean, this game could really, you know, toggle that division either way. I mean, if the Falcons get the win, then they start out the year two and zero against their division, and you know, try to gain some ground on the Buccaneers, depending on how they do this week. You know, the Saints really need a win to you know kind of progress themselves and get themselves together. You know, that offense looked really, really ferocious last week, but you know, where's this defense? What happened to the defense last year that, you know, was dominating and really playing well late in the year? Uh, you know, this is going to be a good divisional matchup. We got the battle for Los Angeles going on on Sunday, Chargers and Rams. Rams will be wearing the home colors, uh, as you know, you could say for this matchup, but uh, you know, going to be fun to see, you know, these two really go at it. A lot of people have these two teams playing in the Super Bowl. And, you know, I don't know with the way the charges have looked in the first two weeks, if, you know, some of those predictors still feel confident about that. But, uh, you know, going to be a good, good LA battle going on down there. And we'll see, you know, kind of what happens with that. 
Um, obviously, the Patriots and Lions is going to be a really good matchup. You know, Tom Brady and crew is going to go visit their old friend Matt Patricia in Detroit. You know, I think when the schedulers, you know, kind of scheduled this Sunday night primetime game in week three, they were probably hoping that the Lions weren't 0-2 coming into it. But, hey, the Patriots are 1-1. So, you know, they're only off each other by a game. And, uh, you know, it's going to be fun to see how Matt Patricia, you know, and his team play against Bill Belichick and the Patriots, how he defends Tom Brady. You know, he has so much insight to everything that took place in New England and all the championships championships that they won you know it's going to be kind of fun to see that matchup and see if maybe Matt Patricia can get one in the win column finally against his his old team so uh, I think that game is going to be a little closer than some people may predict given the Lions record and the way they played the first two weeks and uh, you know Monday night to cap it off we got Buccaneers Steelers Steelers need a win very very badly uh, with the way the first two weeks have gone for them but you know the way the Buccaneers are playing they get to play at home the Steelers defense is not the best and didn't look I mean like they were even on the field last week against Kansas City so you know it's going to be uh, it's going to be a little interesting to see how you know Fitzmagic plays against the Steelers are the Buccaneers going to be 3-0 and after week three I mean that would just be crazy considering what happened last year and what their quarterback situation is and everything else that's taken place with this team. So time for my upset and lock pick of the week. So this week, uh, you know, I, I'm looking through the games. Like I said, I think there's going to be some, a lot of good matchups, some good games to watch this weekend. But my lock pick of the week is going to be the Bears going to Arizona. I think Mitch Trubisky gets it together, makes some plays for them, and Khalil Mack in that defense I think really kind of handles what they need to do there in Arizona. That's my lock. I think the Bears take care of business and they kind of, you know, jump themselves forward to a, you know, 2 and 1 record and get things rolling in the right direction for them. My upset pick of the week as I talked about before, Matt Patricia going against his old team, the Patriots. I'm taking the Lions in the upset. I think they're playing at home. I think Matt Patricia is going to have some fun, just daunting things in place for Tom Brady in that offense. You know that he wants this win more than anything right now, especially the way his season has started. So I'm taking Lions in the upset. Bears is my lock pick. No need to argue about that. A lot, a lot of fun matchups this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. I'm very excited. Like I said before, it's going to be hard for me on Sunday because I'm going to be switching back and forth between the Tour Championship for the FedEx Cup and all of these great games that we have going on. So definitely stay tuned. It's going to be a blast. I will definitely have my Monday after episode to recap the week. We'll have some fun with the You Gotta Be Kid Me moments and kind of talk about the things that took place. So Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy watching these games. I know I will, and I will definitely be talking to you guys on Monday. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend. Thank you all so much for listening again. Until next time, I'm Kobe Wittick, and there's no need to argue about that.